Anthony Richardson appears to be pulling away in the Indianapolis Colts quarterback battle. Let's get to it. You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and or enter promo code locked on for a white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I'm Zach Hicks. Joining me today is Horseshoe Huddles, Boots on the Ground, and my bestest buddy who's right here next to me. Jake Arthur. Uh, we're here to talk about Colts training camp. I'm actually out here at training camp this time. Uh, yeah, we are actually all out here. Uh, let us know in the comment section if everything sounds okay and all that. It's our first time doing a thing together where we are, you know, actually in the same area. We're outside, so there's gonna be some wind. We're by people slamming stuff in trucks. So they are doing that. So yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very, very fun it's gonna be a journey, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna we're be a fun one here. Uh, but we're gonna kick it off with some offense. I don't think we have any news and notes actually for today. Was there anybody new that was out today? No, there weren't many there wasn't really many there signings, but the only real injury of note was Rodney Thomas left practice with the undisclosed injury. Don't really know what that is yet. I mean, it doesn't on surface, it doesn't feel severe yet because he was out there the whole time. I'm guessing it happened during positional stuff because yeah. he was watching from the sidelines uh throughout uh throughout the day. And in his place was Nick Cross went into free safety with Trevor Denbo going into strong safety. Trevor Denbo. That's who we're gonna talk about the whole second segment, guys. So this make is sure you're for the brand day for Zach. Yeah, make sure you guys are ready for when we talk defense in that second segment and talk all about Trevor Denbo and how amazing he is as a, a human being, basically. But to kick it off with offense, um, I, I think the one thing we really have to talk about here is Anthony Richardson just stacking another really strong day. I think you had in your notes that he was um six of eight today. Passing in the 11 on 11s. Really good. He had three touchdown passes. He had a rushing touchdown. And, and, you know, when people say like rushing touchdown, you think like, oh, you know, he got touched four times and then he ran in. But no, he was, you know, he was actually running it in without getting touched yeah. on a little QB keeper to the side. Had some really nice touchdowns to Alec Pierce and to Kylan Granson. Pitt so, a little, little short, little yeah. red zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To uh, Pittman as well. So Anthony Richardson looked really, really good out there today. Yeah, that's two days in a row. Uh, he is he's taken all the first team. Uh, well, he was second team yesterday, um, but no, he he was he was great. I, I mean, all the first team reps. Uh, last time he was with the first team, a little clunky, not not maybe the greatest, uh, but today the offense moved so smoothly with him out there, especially in the sections where they were intentionally trying to move the ball and like figure things out on the fly. He took over. We, we saw him running a little bit more today, and that's just a that's a big X factor that not everyone can duplicate. Yeah. Um. So so far, this offense has moved really well with him under center. Yeah. I mean, the last two days. I mean, again, I didn't see yesterday's practice, but today's practice out there, everything looked really smooth with him. Yeah. Uh, just being the passer. I know he had a couple incomplete passes, but for the most part, this offense was really rolling when he was out there and he was the man under center or in the gun or whatever. And you can see the offense just looks different with him out there. You know, yeah. they can move the pocket a little bit more. They can get more read option. They can get more uh, pistol formation, which was cool to see. 
Um, they can just do so much more with a quarterback with his athletic ability. Uh, and you can even see that in training camp when they're just doing some install and some quick stuff there. So really, really promising day from Anthony Richardson. And then the two pass catchers I mentioned uh, that he threw touchdown passes to Kylan Granson and Alec Pierce. Um, Alec Pierce had a nice little double move where he beat Daryl Baker Jr. vertically. Rough day on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, rough day just on that one play. It's not like yeah. he had any other really down plays or anything. I'm, but... talk- I'm talking for you. That, that yeah. That's your guy. He allowed a touchdown. Mike, <laughs> Mike Strong had a big catch against uh, Darius Rush. Eesh. Yeah, but Mike Strong doesn't count. <laughs> we, we're, we expect Mike Strong, to be, Mike Strong. <laughs> to be Mike Strong. Yeah. Mike Strong doing things in training camp doesn't count, but – uh, towards the end of practice, Kylan Granson beats uh, Shaquille Leonard on a corner route. A really, really nice route by yeah. Kylan Granson, and and he was able to pull it in for a score. But yeah, I mean the first team offense. If you're you know with Anthony Richardson, with the starting line, with guys like Granson, Pierce, Pittman, it looked really good. Like I mm-hmm. again, the defense is missing some guys, but I was really impressed with the Colts starting offense today. Yeah, no, no DeForest Buckner, no Samson Abicom, but. Still, that offensive line is getting pushed. They're moving the defensive line. They're opening holes for the running backs. Their quarterback's able to run. We saw big runs from Deion Jackson on on an option. Uh, I believe Evan Hull had a nice run as as well. So it's a really productive run game. I, I mean, it's exactly what they're looking for. So I I can't imagine any big hiccups so far at this point in camp. They're getting they're they're getting an elevation in production from Richardson, the offensive line has looked really well, uh, really good compared to who they're blocking. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so far, so good for this offense through camp. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really not down on anything they did today. I, now, the second team offense, it was a little more little more skittish. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple drops here and there. You know, I know in seven-on-sevens, Doolin had to dive for a pass that he wasn't able to come down with. Um, it really wasn't the best day for Gardner Minshew. I, no. It just – I don't know. You can probably go into it a little bit more compared because you've seen him all throughout camp. But for me personally, if, if you if today was the first day I saw both quarterbacks, mm-hmm. like and in, in the first time I ever heard the names Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew, like I wouldn't even think this was like a battle or anything close between the two because I didn't see much. I didn't see like enough for Minshew to say like, oh, he could be starting the start of the year. Like it, he. He just looked skittish in the pocket. He wasn't completing passes. He threw a pick at the end of the day. Like it just, it didn't look like a good day for me at all. Right. Like as Anthony is ascending, Minshew seems to be flatlining. Yeah. You know, like his passing numbers have been somewhat efficient in terms of completions to attempts, but like there's just like it, it just feels clunky a lot of times. Like that interception to EJ Speed was really bad at the end of the day. Yeah. Like when he threw it, I assumed it was about to be an easy touchdown because he threw it so confidently. And it just speed just went right up and, and grabbed it out of the air. Um, but yeah, he he's being flushed out of the pocket a lot and it's not resulting in in like productive, broken or extended plays like it is with Richardson. And it, it seems like unless it's a check down or just like a shorter pass within 10 yards, the ball's not moving. Yeah. Yeah. For more context, too, at the very end of the day, uh, each offense had a chance to go from, I think, their own 45 mm-hmm. uh, to go down and score a touchdown. Richardson's unit scored twice. They scored within like three plays on the touchdown to Granson. And then they even gave him a shot on the goal line to see if they could score. And that's where Richardson ran one in two point conversion. Yeah. Yeah. And Minshew had the same opportunity at the end of the day. And it ended in his interception after like taking like six or seven plays to even get down to like the three or four yard line. So the offense definitely sputtered with Minshew at quarterback. He didn't look super accurate. He looked a little skittish. 
Um, I thought some second team receivers did some decent things like Mike Strawn, but um, I really wasn't too impressed with the second team offense or like the second team O-line and stuff like that too. But again, at the end of the day, the first team offense is the ones that are going to be out there this year. Mm -hmm. And obviously Anthony Richardson's the most important thing, this whole training camp. So to see them just having a really good day and just stacking those days, like biggest win we can talk about throughout training camp so far. Yeah. And, and given what we've talked about through these previous seven practices and now, do you sense a separation now? Cause like I'm, I'm starting, I mean, things could change over these next six practices, but I'm starting to feel like what's the point of starting Minshew if Richardson keeps getting better like this all the time. Yeah. Obviously we have to see training we have to see the rest of training camp. Yeah. We have to see the preseason. We have to see just how ready Richardson is, but it looks like they are installing enough of an offense to where like Richardson can run it. You know, again, a yeah. lot of pistol looks, a lot of play action, a lot of read option, and he's looking comfortable doing that stuff. So again, even if you're going into week one saying he's going to throw the ball 10 to 15 times and just to get his legs under him in week one and take it slow. Like, I think that's more worthwhile for Anthony Richardson than having him sit behind someone like Gardner Minshew, who probably isn't going to contribute much more to win. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, it, again, if Richardson keeps stacking days like this, I'm all for him being the starter uh, to start the season. Yeah, it feels like he's got that momentum for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But coming up, guys, we're going to switch over to the defense side of the ball, talk about what is going on over there. But first, fellas, it's summer, so it means shorts every day, and that means it's time to break out the bird dogs. Bird dogs makes you look good, and their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon. Plus, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long i know when i'm you know i'm getting back into running guys i'm, I'm working out a little bit more because summer is here and i'm trying to get rid of this pot belly i have and i'm throwing on my bird dogs every single day to get ready for that especially when i'm going for jogs outside or on the treadmill and stuff like that so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl or enter promo code locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl or promo code locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And everydayers, this is going to be a normal thing throughout training camp. We're going to be jumping on here live from Colts facility. Uh, us just squeezing into a little camera thing like this and talk with y'all. And it's going to be uh, windy and people going crazy. But everydayers, we're going to be here every single day this week that there is training camp practice. All right, Jake, so let's get to the defense today. Um, notable uh, news and notes, obviously, with that is, like you said, Ronnie Thomas went down yeah. with some sort of injury or something. I don't exactly know what it was, uh, but he didn't practice today, and replacing them was Trevor Denbo at yep. Strong Safety. Uh, now, obviously, we love Trevor Denbo on this podcast. <laughs> we were hyping him up last year. I was charting his special teams tackles in preseason last year, so you know that I'm a big fan of his, yeah. but... You know, Trevor Dembo looked solid out there, looked fine. Every time he came off the field, I saw him talking with Julian Blackman and getting coached up a little bit by Julian Blackman. Yeah. So I would say the top four safeties on this defense are pretty set right now. Yeah. Especially when you look at special teams and we were seeing Dembo be the backup personal protector, mm -hmm. being a big time core four guy. Like, I feel like the top four safeties is pretty set in stone at the moment. That's yeah, that's what I was going to say as well, because special teams makes such an impact in that we have seen like Brandon King get a lot of work, Marcel Dabo get a lot of work. Uh, but just in terms of 
it, it was pretty telling today. You know, you got Rodney Thomas, who seems like safety one right now. Yeah. They were able to shuffle Nick Cross around a little bit, and Denbo is the one that goes in. Yeah. And, you know, that, that wasn't even my expectation, I'll be honest with you. But, again, given his value to special teams and the fact that he's not a shoe-in for the roster, but it seems pretty strong for it. You might as well go ahead and, and get him out there on defense as well. So yeah. he's another guy taking advantage of injuries because, again, Daniel Scott is probably the guy we would have thought would have been in there uh, today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Daniel Scott's injury opens the door for a guy like Trevor Denbo, and he seems to be taking advantage of it and getting out there on the field. Um, nothing too noteworthy from other position groups. I mean, Corner had some things happen, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, I will say Shaquille Leonard did walk out of practice a little bit early. Um, he looked like he – dinged up something during 11 on 11s but he did come back in for the final session of 11 on 11 so Mm. yeah he went off Shane Steichen said that it was a normal part of what they were doing it didn't look like that (laughs) but uh you know we'll have to take coach at his word there but he was the one who got beat by Kylan Granson in the last last bit in the red zone so we'll have to monitor you know if he's out there again tomorrow or if he takes it or out there on Tuesday sorry and or if he takes it kind of easy, but we really want to talk about the cornerback group. You know, yeah. these young corners look pretty good out there. Yeah. Again, lots of injuries and you invested heavily in these young cornerbacks. So you want to see him, you know, stick out and Juju Brents. This is just his second practice. He had a, a good, uh, good defense today against Ashton Doolin. Uh, the ball didn't get to either of them, but I, I thought Brents did a good job using his body to shield Doolin out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe on that one that Doolin dove for over the middle of the field, Brents was right there as yeah. well, near, yep. near interception. Um, so yeah, a couple good plays by him. Jalen Jones uh, went toe-to-toe with Mike Strawn today. Multiple times, yeah. S- Summer Mike Strawn is a, is a monster, and uh, Jalen Jones went and broke up two passes against him that were, you know, highly contested balls. One of them was in the end zone. Uh, so really good day from, from Jones, really good day from Brent's people will ask naturally about Darius rush with that. It was, it was an okay day. I didn't notice any like standout things. I, I know the play where Mike Strawn made the nice back shoulder catch. It was over rush, but what rush was right there. There's not a whole lot you can do in that. Instance. Well, what can you do against training camp Strawn? You know, we okay. should, ju- it's more of just a positive for Jalen Jones to actually compete with him than, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for Darius Rush to get mossed by him. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought uh, Jalen Jones looked phenomenal out there today. Um, I've always been a huge fan of his. I loved him in college, and I love where the Colts got him in round seven. And it feels it feels like just watching this practice today and hearing all the things I've heard from you and Joel Erickson, all these other guys and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's like he's a guy where you don't know where his spot is, but you f- kind of have to find a spot for him. Yeah. You know, like even if Tony Brown jr. Is your backup slot, you got to just take the risk of putting Tony Brown to the practice squad. So you can keep a guy like Jalen Jones, because you can call up Tony Brown whenever, and mm-hmm. no one's going to claim him, but people are going to claim Jalen Jones. If you try to wave him and you, you can't lose that. You can't lose a 21 year old corner with his experience. Who's playing this well right now. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Jalen Jones. Obviously, uh, Daryl Baker Jr. and other cornerbacks are still doing their thing. But, uh, yeah, it was good to see Juju Brents out there, too. Uh, he yeah. had another play against Mike Strawn, too, where he carried Mike Strawn up the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Strawn pulled him down or something because Juju Brents was calling for uh, yeah. offensive pass interference. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, young corners looking good. I know we're all worried about the cornerback group, and don't worry. I'm still worried about them as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like, you see them out there, and they don't look like this overmatched group. They look they look like a really competitive young group that can get mm-hmm. some things done. Yeah. And and it is a wide receiver core. They're going up against that has a ton of experience from top to bottom. Like the guys on the bottom of the Colts receiver depth chart, 
you know, uh, Malik Turner, Vincent Smith, uh, Juwan, uh, Juwan Winfrey. These are all guys who have played in the NFL before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these young corners are, are they're getting a lot of experience mm-hmm. against guys who have been there and done that. So, I mean, that's going to be a huge help. Uh, and they're also getting experience against guys with different, you know, levels of athleticism and body types. Yeah. You can go against Mike Strawn, who is just built like Gumby essentially on one play going up against Isaiah McKenzie, the next, you know, yeah. the totally di- like one is real shifty and the other is just long speed, like overwhelming size. Every- they're, they're getting a lot of experience that way. And I, I think that's going to, that's really good to, to break these guys in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, just a momentary second away from the defense. We are having a competition between some bird and some vehicles and rooster. people. Yeah. People are just trying to make as much noise as possible. So if you guys are hearing that, we do apologize <laughs> with all that going on there. Uh, but no, I mean, it, I, I've been really impressed by these young guys. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm excited to see them in the preseason against other wide receivers or in the joint practices against um, other wide receivers, just to see if it's just like they're doing well in this environment or if they're actually you know, players worth, worth keeping around and worth looking at. But uh, the other notable thing I had here was like the linebacker rotation. Uh, It's still a heavy, heavy rotation, but you can kind of get some clarity with it. Like EJ speeds, mostly running with the twos. Um, He got a little bit with with the one with Leonard back in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's mostly running the twos. Uh, Grant Stewart's going between one and two. Uh, Saguna Luby is going between one and two. Jojo Doman with, between one and two. So it looks like those are the guys competing for those bottom spots. It's not really like your Cam McGrones or your uh, Donovan Mutins. Like those guys aren't really competing. Um, it's more between Luby, Doman, and um, and Stewart for, you know, the final two, three spots, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, and we, we discussed today, you know, that's not to say EJ Speed is like down on the depth chart. Not at all. I think him running with the twos, a lot of it is just continuing to get him snaps since Shaquille Leonard is back and taking away the snaps EJ speed had been getting. Yeah. So it's a way to just keep him, you know, going engaged and getting snaps. So he's, you know, the rooster knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I was actually going to mention there's a ton of rotation on the defensive line today as well. Taven Bryan was DeForest Buckner today. Previously had been McTelvin a game. Um, so I think they're just rotating, seeing what they've got there because, it's kind of a bold strategy given the fact that Aguim had been standing out and Taven Bryan is kind of a one-faceted defensive tackle. Yeah, 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 for sure. But coming up, guys, we're going to talk about some of your questions. And then if you guys don't have enough for us, because, you know, I know it's a crazy day here on Sunday, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about some guys we want to see a little bit more of here in camp. Yeah, and football season is about to kick off, obviously, and FanDuel is giving you guys the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get free bonus bets or you can get bonus bets back every time that that team wins in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets back for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on stuff like spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So just go ahead and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets back with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And up ahead, you know it, you love it. It is your guys' opportunity for questions. Since Zach is here with me today, he's able to answer a little more of your questions as well. Uh, so go ahead and fire away. All right, they got some right here. You want to cook through it? Yeah, we do. Let's see. 
You got the EJ Speed situation here. Any update on that? So, oh, you can click it to put it on the. Yeah, on so the that could be in. I'm guessing maybe that's in reference to you know he had been hurt a little bit earlier this week. Yeah. He did return yesterday, along with Shaquille Leonard. So with him back, Shaquille Leonard back, uh, it looks like you know he's he's probably relegated to Sam now. Um, you know Zaire Franklin, Mike, and and Shaquille Leonard at will. Uh, but again, keeping him involved, getting those second team reps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then when it comes to the Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie battle, uh, it looks like McKenzie's still getting most of the first team work. But I don't they, see that because I'm, oh, that part. Of that yeah, it's guy. the second part of that. Come on, Jake. This is why I control the comments. Yeah, you're the guys. producer. Yeah. But uh, no, Isaiah McKenzie versus Josh Downs. It's mostly McKenzie getting those first team yeah. snaps there. Uh, but Josh Downs uh, is obviously working in there. They're working him slow. There's no real rush to get him out there immediately. So. I think that, you know, they'll, they'll both be heavily involved in the offense this year. It's all about, you know, just who they feel more comfortable with going into week one. Yeah, but I like this one here. Uh, how is Bernard Ryman looking? Is he ready to be that franchise left tackle? And would you see that breakout happening at what point in the season or next season? Uh, so, so far, I'm, I'm going to categorize him as a part of a unit that's been pretty successful as a whole. Uh, so, yeah, this offensive line, again, they're getting push. Uh, they're they're moving guys. They're opening holes for their quarterback and for the running backs. I haven't noticed Ryman getting blatantly beaten at any point so far. Um, again, Samson Abukum has been out most of training camp. Um, so, I mean, take that how you will. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, maybe we'll see more when we get to one-on-ones, but – I've I haven't had any issue with Ryman so far. No, it's I mean it's hard to see from where we are on the sideline because you really don't you're not like looking down on them to see their footwork, see their hands or anything. You're looking straight on through a row of 20 people and then watching through the backs of the defenders to see what he's doing. So it is kind of hard to see the left tackle from where we are, but I mean I haven't seen anything glaringly bad today. I didn't see him getting beat beat by anybody like it, he looked fine. So I think he can be the left tackle of the future. I think he has that ability. It's just all about putting it together and and seeing what he can do. Absolutely. So next up, uh, we obviously just answered the Ryman part of it, but winner Jelani Woods and Samson Ebucom expected Abukum. back. Abukum. I don't Jake. know which one it is, so I'm just going to rotate between <laughs> both pronunciations. Samson Abukum. Okay. Samson Abukum. That's how guys. I prefer to say it. Yes. So perfect. There we go. Uh, so short answer, Dunno. I don't know. <laughs> Jelani missed most of spring with the hamstring and then was back out here for a couple practices and then got the hamstring again. Don't know if it's the same one. They haven't said uh, but Abukum, uh, hamstring since he's been out since like the first day. I think he practiced day one. Yeah. Um, so they essentially have been out all of training camp. Hamstrings are tricky. Th those have been the most lingering injuries for this team so far this summer. Uh, so I'd love to be able to tell you. I mean, they're, that's kind of an injury where they're not created equal for each player. Yeah. Something encouraging is, you know, Juju Brents had a hamstring and he's back now. Uh, so as long as they're not severe, you know, those, those guys should be good. I, I feel like Shane Steichen has sounded a little optimistic in terms of getting those guys back sooner rather than later, particularly Woods. We haven't heard much about Abukum lately. Yeah, well, I will say with Abukum, again, he's a 28, 29-year-old pass rusher who's been in this type of system for years. So it's like you don't really need him to go through training camp. You know, it's kind of like what we said about DeForest Buckner. Like Buckner's missing time right now, but like he'll be ready if – if game if the game were tomorrow he'd play and it's fine like you know it's not a big deal um so Bukum's more like that Jelani obviously you want to get him out there and get him used to some of these these players in the offense and stuff like that but um yeah I'm not too I'm not too worried about a Bukum especially though with that because again veteran player who knows what he's doing you don't really have to get too nervous about him 
you know, doing some things. And, and a guy like that who you know is going to make the roster, that's opening the door for guys like Titus Leo and Jannard Avery. Avery, of course, was out today. Yeah. Naturally, <laughs> he's getting some love. And then, of course, the universe has to hand us an injury there. Uh, I like this question. What are some big battles between individuals that are making uh, – that are making fire and trash talk and whatnot. All right. So we got Grant Stewart versus his inner demons. Oh yeah. <laughs> Grant Stewart loves to scream. <laughs> if, you've, if you've been out here to Grant Park and have been watching him at all, and you've been hearing anyone scream obscenities, it was probably Grant Stewart. Uh, the guy's passionate and hard on himself. Uh, but no, I, the linebackers are, are a good one. Like you mentioned, you know, I, we assume Jojo Doman was like the shoe in for linebacker four. Uh, but Stewart has gotten a ton of work. Stewart's probably got the next most reps with the ones yeah. after EJ Speed. So Stewart, Doman, um, Saguna Luby, obviously, the, the heat-seeking missile. Yeah. So that, in terms of true competitions, that's that's a, definitely a good one. Well, he's talking about trash talk. Oh, well. Yeah, he's I talking mean, about trash talk here. But, he said big battles of trash talk. So, like, Saguna Luby yeah. versus Evan Hole because Luby just keeps killing him. Oh, yeah. In practice. There, there's there's something going on between Luby and Evan <laughs> Hole. They have Luby has a personal issue, I'm guessing. Yeah, Isaiah <laughs> McKenzie versus like a gust of wind. Like, there's yeah. a <laughs> there's a I've, lot of tough ones there. I, yeah, I've I've joked that Isaiah McKenzie gets hit and it looks like a little guy getting hit more than anyone out here. Yeah. It looks bad every time the guy takes a collision. Yep. And then we got Keon asking about Andrew Luck. We got Freedom talking yeah. about AR. No. <laughs> no. Uh, for you people listening on audio, hypothetical question. If Andrew Luck were to tell Ursay he wanted to come back and play for the Colts again, what do you guys think Ursay would do? I think hopefully Ursay would be like, uh, Andrew, you weigh a buck 20 right now. Yeah. You just got done your D&D tournament. <laughs> I just don't think... Uh, I don't think that you're ready uh, to play out there, but I think this is a good. This one, yeah, okay. This is a good one here to throw up. I mean, Jonathan Taylor won uh, for Scotty asking yeah. our JT pay suggestion. I just don't know, man. <laughs> like it's hard to talk about Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Right it would now. require them wiping that contract and re- totally restructuring it, which I just don't think they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. But we'll oh. we'll close off here with yeah. this one from Real Mister Colt. How did uh, Kenyon Drake look today? And what would Zach rather? Muhammad gets start on defensive line every day or rewatch Neon Demon? I know you from Twitter, Mister Colt. Nerds. Neon Demon is one of the worst movies ever created. So I would much rather Akin and Muhammad start every game for the rest of his life. Overpay or legit. A both he can be on both sides rather than me watching neon demon again okay. but uh but Kenyon drake uh one thing i did want to note about Kenyon drake because I, I was writing it down in my notes is um he was back there on the kickoff return mm-hmm. uh he was on the kickoff return team uh which is something that i really wanted to see because if you look at the guys who are returning kicks you got dallas flowers who is your starting corner you don't want to knock him out at right. all then you got isaiah mckenzie and you got other guys like that it's like you obviously don't want uh, you don't want those guys back there returning kicks because it raised their chance of injury. Yeah. Where Kenyon Drake might be, you know, your third or fourth running back. Yeah, that's why he can focus. Like, on and that. that's a guy where he's taken a lot of hits in his career. He's comfortable returning kicks and protecting himself. So, yeah, I certainly think that Kenyon Drake uh, looked pretty solid today. He looked explosive. I wrote a whole film piece on how he still looks pretty explosive and fast. Uh, and then seeing him back there by the kickoff return team, like I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a that's he already has a real window to make the roster because of like how shaky things are up top at running back. Um, 
But yeah, kick kick return would be a big way for him to get out there. He was out there with the punt team as well. I I'm not going to be surprised if they work him in, not maybe to be a core special teamer, but like he talked yesterday after practice about like he's made more than enough money in his NFL yeah. career. He's out here because he loves to play football, and a veteran like that, a running back who's in like year eight or whatever, if he wants to play special teams just for the getting to play football and not even just being the return guy then shoot, that, uh, that's a real window for him to come in and embrace that role and, and make the roster because they do still need a veteran presence at right, running back. Right, for sure. Let's close it off with this one here, Jake. Um, the With Nick's, which I'm assuming this is Nick Cross, uh, a very clever way to put Nick Cross yeah. together Ooh, there. Like yeah, if that's what you were going for, I don't know if you just misclicked something, but Nick Cross, NIX, like that's that's a cool way of doing it. But starting to gain the trust of the coaches, will he back up Blackman or Thomas? I actually think we can say that he's going to back up both at this point. Yeah. Um, because he I think, has backed up both to right. this point. I, I think if Ronnie Thomas goes down like he did today, he will go over and play free safety. And then what we've seen throughout all camp with Julian Blackman out, he was that he was out there at strong safety. So I think they're feeling really comfortable with Nick Cross right now um, and everything he's been doing. And I, I mean, I looked, I looked, I seemed really. Uh, I seemed I was pretty <laughs> excited seeing him out there. Um, and again, the coaches, again, seemed really, uh, really happy to see him out there, like playing super well and and doing everything he was. So, yeah, I think Nick Cross is having a really good camp, uh, looked good, looked fast, uh, talking up with with Julian Blackman on the sidelines a lot. Uh, just Shaq, Shaq get, pulled him aside and, and uh, was was talking with him, giving him some pointers as well. So these I mean, he's open to coaching and like getting tips and tricks from his teammates. Mike Mitchell gave him a, a nice pat on the rear after a nice play earlier. So yeah, I I, I think there's something there with there, and I think the Colts yeah. are going to be comfortable with him as their safety three. But I think that's all we have for today, guys. Every day is again. We'll be back here all week throughout camp. Maybe not in this environment here. We have some place we have to run out and go to. So hey, if you're um, watching and you're and you're coming. Come on out to uh, Grand Junction in Westfield. That's where we're about to be. Yeah, we're about to head on over there to meet some of you guys there. But every day is, again, we're going to be out here all week talking Colts training camp, uh, hopefully more from a better area here. Uh, but if you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 all on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube, where we list your podcasts. We're close to 4,000 subscribers. Get us up there if you don't subscribe already. And we also love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll see you guys tomorrow afternoon.